The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of uh, It's Not Easy Being Retro Pop. That's right. It's Retro Pop. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Townsend. I'm joined by my good friend, my pal, uh, my uh, Kermit to my frog. <laughs> that goes well. You can uh, call me Miss oh, Piggy. Wait, wait, wait. I won't take it personally. No, I actually have an even better one because uh, okay. this fits the relationship. I'm the Fozzie to his Kermit. Uh, it's Matt Johnson. <laughs> what is up, my friend? How are you? Happy, uh, happy, happy Retro Pop Day. Happy. Every other week is Retro yeah. Pop Day. That's right. That's right. Uh, this is it's as of this recording, and I actually think this will come out on a very special Valentine's Day. It will. Uh, that's right. Ooh. That's right. what a gift to give your Valentine. The gift of uh, Johnny's Matt. voice. Matt and, and my uh, <laughs> luscious, beautiful tones into their into their beautiful ears. Uh, of course, Matt. Before we get into our topic, which I already kind of spoiled, I wanted to bring something up to you. Yes, we're going to play a quick little game. A right? game, okay. Okay, so here's what the game is. I watched an episode of something, <laughs> right? Okay, I'm going to tell you what happened in a certain episode without saying any characters or anything i'm just going to give you plot details and you tell me what show you think it is okay okay the yeah. only clue only clue i will give you is that it is not a current show that's on tv now not a current that's show. the only clue you have. okay right it's not on it's not on it's not, no current new episodes all right, <clears throat> all right here we go in this episode <laughs> here's a list of things that happen you can't even say there is there is a talent show at their local TV station. So the talent show is kind of a um, a talent show for pets, right? For animals, owners and their animals. Uh, so the the they get there, and the competition is this. One of one of them is a fish that can jump through hoops, right? He has two fish tanks or two little fish bowls. Uh, the owner holds up a, a hoop and the fish jumps from one bowl to the other going through the hoop. Well, uh, a cat decides that he's going to use this and holds up a hoop to his mouth and you, you never see the fish again. That's one thing that happens. All right. Okay. Uh, another thing that happens in this very same competition is there's an old lady there and her uh, her talent obviously is with her bird, her favorite bird. However, when they show this bird in its cage, all you see is its feet sticking up because the bird is dead. The bird has died. It's a dead bird. What is, is going on? Is in, is in this. Okay. All right. so, so that's what happens there. Um, I, I'm not going to give you any more. Matt, what, what show did I watch? That sounds like a Sylvester and Tweety creepypasta. Um <laughs> I, 
I, oh my god i do you have like an era do you have like a time frame perhaps uh, i'll give you um a network a tv network i'll give you 90s 90s oh eat fish dead bird oh my god i'm gonna feel a big really clue sick. is there's pants in this that's a big clue There's pets in this. I mean, my thought, yeah. my initial thoughts are cat, dog. Oh, you're on the right track. I, Rocco's Modern Life. No, can't. No, you're on the right track with cat, dog. Um, another clue would be, uh, man, I think it was on Saturday mornings. I uh, real I monsters. Yeah, I'm talking, of course, about Garfield and Friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> the cartoon Garfield and Friends. This all happened in one episode where Garfield and Odie uh try to win a talent show. They do win, by the way. Spoiler alert. Uh, a toilet. I'm about to say toilet show. <laughs> a toilet show, which is the kind of shows that I go to. Uh, a talent show, and they uh, they win it, and they get to go to Hollywood. This all happens in one episode. But yeah. So that first little talent show, the, there's an old lady with her dead bird, and Garfield eats one of the people's pets. Uh, that happens. That sounds horrendous. <laughs> it was, I can't it believe was, this is for kids. I know it was awful. My jaw dropped multiple times during this thing. But yeah, that's Garfield. <laughs> uh, Matt, but today we're not talking about Garfield. Today we're talking about the Muppets, the lovely, awesome Kermit and his friends. We're discussing Muppets today. Matt, let's get into our personal history with the Muppets. It's the Muppet Show, and tonight's guest star, Mr. Joel Gray. For me, the Muppets are quite important to my childhood uh, and even to my adulthood. I've always loved them. I'm a, you put up recently on our Facebook page, you go to Facebook slash RetroPop, join the growing community there. We're having a lot of fun discussions. Matt really does a great job with it. Uh, he put up a whole thing of who your top three favorite Muppets. And that really got me thinking, man, who are my top three? My number one's easy. It's Fozzie all day long. I love Fozzie. Yeah. He's my favorite. He's the best friend. Uh, he's very loyal, and he just wants to tell jokes, man. So I relate to that guy uh, so much. That's I'm Fozzie. That's all I can think about is how close to Fozzie I am. And, and then I got to have Kermit number two, and then number three, it was it was close. It was between Gonzo and Animal. I couldn't decide which one I really wanted to put there, but I went with Gonzo. Uh, but that's but that's the thing, though. Like everybody has a favorite Muppet. You can ask anybody who your favorite Muppet is, and they're going to have an answer. That's how universal these characters are. That's how they were ever since I can remember. They've always been around, and when we, when we get into history, you'll actually know this. They've literally been around before you know, I was even born, so they've been around for my whole life. I've known the Muppets ever since I have memories. They're some of the first things I watched was Muppet stuff. Uh, one of my favorite cartoons as a, as a young, young kid was Muppet Babies, for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they've always been there. It's been like the um they've been like those friends right they feel like friends to me <laughs> as weird as it may sound 
uh, little buddies that are always there to make you feel good and have a slight little chuckle every once in a while. What about with you, Matt? Oh man. Uh, this one's, this is an interesting question because you are right. Everybody has their favorites. Uh, the Muppets, what, what Jim Henson did with the Muppets is actually like really, really incredible is that it, I think it's, it's almost a universe in the same light as a star Wars, a Harry Potter, a, I mean, I'll even go like South Park because every character matters. There's like every character, there's some kind of backstory to these characters, which I think is, which I think is incredible. Um, My earliest impression of the Muppets, it might be, uh, I think, I mean, I used to watch it. I think growing up watching the show, but I think my, the earliest one that I can really think of is going to Disney world. Uh, It was 97 and we went and going, went to the, uh, the Muppet area, Muppet land, uh, go and see Muppet Vision, and you're just you're just enthralled by all these characters. And you know, I've been to I've been to you know humble brag here, Disney World, uh, like 10, 11 times. And every time I go to watch the Muppet Show, it's been the same thing, and I still get a kick out of it. Muppet Vision 3D or 4D or whatever it is, still get a kick out of it. That's how much like I love these characters and how well you know just uh, it just puts a smile on my face. It really truly does. Um, I also, some of my earlier memories, you know, I used to have the to- some of the toys growing up, um, but I do remember, I think it was Muppets Tonight in the late nineties. It was like a Saturday night show on ABC. I think that was the name of it. I have to double check, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Muppets Tonight. It ran from 96 to 98, but, um, my, my aunt and uncle, like they would come over on, like we didn't have house guests very often, but my aunt and uncle, um, which in my, my cousins would come over and we'd just sit and watch. We'd hang out and watch Muppets tonight for a little while. And it was, uh, it was cool. It was a, uh, it was a fun thing to do. Uh, that was like our version of Saturday night live. Cause at that age, I was like, what, five, six years old then maybe, maybe a little bit older. I definitely wasn't watching Saturday night live or mad TV. If that was even around yet, or some of those other shows, but Muppets tonight was, was a fun one. It, it, you know, it brings in celebrities and all that. I, I loved it. So Muppets have been around. Um, it's never been at the forefront, but I've definitely had a deep appreciation for it, which I rediscovered through this episode. Yeah, they've 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 always kind of been there, even when you've forgotten about them. That's kind of yeah. how I would describe the Muppets. They're uh, like a now, lot of things. No, they're like sorry to cut yeah. you off, but they're like a lot of things that we've talked about on this show. Um, is that they they don't need to be at the forefront all the time. They can kind of come in, be popular, and and kind of fade maybe even fade away a little bit and they're still well known ninja turtles yes. you know yeah. we've done that with so many different topics um so so yeah so uh yeah continue yeah you're, you're definitely right there but let's get into the history of the muppets Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, here at Muppet Labs, where the future is being made today. Well, jeepers, you're about to witness the world's first demonstration of fireproof paper. Here is my assistant beaker carrying a lighted blowtorch. He will now show you how impossible it is to ignite the fireproof paper in this basket. There is no way this paper can burn. We cannot talk about the Muppets, of course, without talking about the man behind the Muppets, the hand up with the puppets, uh, Jim Henson. Uh, Jim Henson 
is a legend. Obviously a legend. I have his Funko Pop. That's my humble brag of the day. I got the That's Jim pretty Henson cool. Funko Pop. It's pretty sweet. Uh, but yeah, so let's talk about Jim Henson. He was born September 24th, 1936 uh, in Greenville, Mississippi. He was influenced as a, at an early age. He was influenced as a kid. Uh, he was really artistic. Uh, he hung out with his grandmother a lot, and she was very much in the arts and stuff. And that really had a heavy influence on him. He wanted, he knew at an early age, he wanted to do something with that that was creative. And he got into puppets because there was a puppeteer who had a had a little a TV show during that time when he was a kid named Burl Tilstrom. And this guy was a heavy influence on a young Henson who was like, I want to make puppets myself. And he started making puppets at an early age. A lot of kids in do fact, that too. Yeah, that, that, yeah, like that's that's a that's a fun thing to do. Like I didn't have a lot of friends growing up, at least in my neighborhood or stuff. But but you just kind of make stuff up and make stuff happen. And obviously, this yeah. is a very early, early brilliance of Jim Henson. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I mean, even so, while in high school, it was evident. I mean, it was evident how creative and and just good this guy was, because even in high school, he got a job. Uh, using his own puppets on a local Washington, D.C. Saturday morning show. Even in high school, this was happening for this guy. That's how you... I'm trying to remember all the people I went to high school with, and there were some talented people, but I can't remember any of them that were on a, a TV show regularly in high school. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I've had some who've gone, on, who've gone on to do really, like, pretty wild stuff, but uh, nothing to that level in high school for sure. And uh, so he gets, so it's he, in 1955, he goes to college and he goes to uh, Maryland. He goes to college in Maryland. And even in his freshman year, his first year there, he gets uh, to be on a biweekly show on a local show called Sam and Friends. And Sam and Friends uh, in this, during this time is really vital to the Muppets because that's, this is where they're born. They're born on Sam and Friends. And Seven Friends was so good, it actually won a local Emmy in 1958. So it's a really, really, really like this is already starting to show, hey, this guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to create these characters. This is, uh, I mean, this is when uh, an early Kermit, the first uh, appearance of Kermit can be found is during Seven Friends. Uh, you know, and this is also the same time where Jim Henson was like, I, I got something here. And created the Jim Henson Company in 1958 was the same year too. So all in 1958, not only does he win a local Emmy, but he starts uh, this company that would grow on to be like synonymous with you know everyone. Like if you hear Jim Henson, y'all make oh Muppets instantly, it's, instantaneously, instantly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it brings if I just see a little logo, I get a, a little smile to my goofy face. Mm -hmm. All right, so the Muppets are created, and we'll get into on the did you knows and just more nuanced stuff of course but uh, uh the the puppets began to get really popular uh matt i believe it was you who shared these with me these commercials these tv commercials yeah. is it the, the coffee ones for wilkins coffee yeah. yes <laughs> they're so violent <laughs> i encourage you to find these matt i'm gonna uh, post one on yeah, the in-betweens i'm gonna post one on yeah. the in-betweens Oh my yes. lord, <laughs> they're really violent. <laughs> uh, 
They're, they are crazy wild violet. Hermit's got a gun. Do do. It certainly does. <laughs> Highly recommend you checking them out. Though. They're very fascinating at the very least. <laughs> Man, I want to ask you this question. Who was the first Muppet to get uh, really crazy popular? I want to say Kermit, but that seems like a very, that seems too easy. Right. Hmm. You're on the right track. It's not Kermit. Is it uh, not Fozzie Bear, is it? No. Fozzie Bear has not been created yet. Hmm. I give up. I give up. Ralph, the piano playing uh, dog, uh, he's the first Muppet to really catch mainstream appeal. Uh, he was in a lot of uh, like Purina commercials. It makes sense. I mean, he's a dog. Uh, but that even led him being on TV regularly. Like he would be, uh, there's a really popular show during this time called the Jimmy Dean Show. I've never seen it, but uh, Ralph would go on to be like a sidekick to him from time to time. And so really kicked off, like without Ralph, uh, who knows how far the Muppets popularity would have went. Well, that's pretty amazing. I mean, this is amazing because he's, I mean, people know of him, but he's not at, he's not one of the most popular characters anymore. I don't think. And I, but that's, that's the strength of what Jim Henson did with, with the Muppets is that, you know, you know, every character kind of was at the, was one of the, one of the top. Uh, one of the main eventers, at least for a short period of time in wrestling yes. lingo, um, yeah. at, at, which is uh, which really builds on like lore and all that. That's really cool. I did not know that. Yeah. So he got really huge and popular. You can find a lot of early Ralph stuff. I watched there's a, a couple of really good documentaries. You just just type in Jim Henson doc in YouTube and you'll find a couple of really good ones that really that, uh, there's one that that the Today Show of all things put out that's really good uh, just kind of a, a you know, looking back at jim henson and his life and stuff and uh it has a lot of really good clips from tv shows that the muppets appeared in uh, all through the years highly recommend it uh, but this is also about the time that henson would add another huge name in muppets and puppets and in pop culture i mean this guy uh this is yoda for crying out loud frank oz comes along during this time uh, this guy uh, is where you got to start. The, just the, is where you got to start. This is where he really got big. Uh, Henson saw the talent in him, and they hit it off really well. And they actually became really close friends all throughout their life. Wow, we might not in have fact, Frank guys as Yoda then if if this does opportunity. Yeah, yeah but it's an interesting what if. I mean, he was yeah, he was Yoda. He was Miss Piggy. He was, uh, you know, the, there's a really great one of those documentaries I was talking about. There's a really great clip of him just doing all the different voices. Like he was having a conversation between without even having the Muppets, he was just doing the voices. Wow. And it's amazing and phenomenal, just fun to watch. Uh, but that guy is a huge talent. I mean, how good was this guy, Frank Oz? I mean, it's, it's freaking Yoda for crying out loud. Uh, how cool is that? But they have a really, they become really close friends and like they're pretty synonymous with each other. You know, Oz and Henson go together. Uh, in fact, one of the most heartbreaking things that I saw is, uh, you know, after Henson passed away, like, it was like a year anniversary and and frank oz was like i don't even i still can't believe that he's gone type thing and it like he just broke my heart right but they were they were super close uh and this led to uh them starting to appear on stuff like the ed sullivan show which was a big deal 
Uh, and the Today Show, which was also a big deal, because they had a lot of eyes on those shows, and the Muppets would begin to, to appear fairly frequently. And this led to 1965, Matt. We're in the, the happening 60s now. And a short film they, they Henson pr produced called Timepiece. I know people, I've never seen this, but it's a short film. And the reason this is important is because this led to him getting nominated for an Academy Award. Really? And he always wanted to make movies. And that'll come back later, of course, obviously. Uh, he made quite a few movies that, to me, stand the test of time, even if they weren't huge when they first came out. Uh, and then this led to probably the first, I mean, this guy is obviously, it's, he's good and he's getting all these great awards and stuff, but this led to one of the, the, the first big, I, I guess, a, a mainstay in pop culture, because it's still around today, Sesame Street in 1969. I mean, who, I mean, Sesame Street itself was, was vital to my childhood. I remember kindergarten watching Sesame Street and reading Rainbow. Those are my two shows, man, in kindergarten. I couldn't go without those two shows. Yeah, no, the very, very important parts of my, like, upbringing and 100% right 100% right yeah so uh, i mean this guy is already responsible for the muppets who are just kind of getting started they haven't hit the main super duper mainstream yet but uh sesame street was a hit right out right out of the right out of the bag right out of the bag uh in 1970s we're going to the 70s now henson really wanted to do something with the muppets you know He's like, we got something here. We can do something. So he starts shopping around. Hey, I have this idea for a TV show. And so he starts going around to different, you know, producers in the United States. But nobody in the United States wanted to finance it. All of them said, no, no, no. Just shut the door in his, in his face. And that's when he goes, you know what? All right. So he goes to London. And there's a TV producer there by the name of Lord Lou uh, Grade. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But that's who decides we'll finance you a show. So technically, the first Muppets show is British because the, the Americans were stupid <laughs> and passed up on a great thing. So 1975, this is when the first Muppets show, the Muppet show, the first big one uh, came around. And this is when Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Animal, Gonzo, and more were officially born for, for this show. And the Muppets show, 1976, I was told uh, by my buddy Tim, who is in the same stuff I am, so I'm going to believe him on this, because uh, it's not currently on Disney+, Plus. this original one, and I want to see it so bad, but I think it's supposedly coming to Disney+, Plus this month at some point. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. So I really can't wait for that. I'm very excited for that. But, of course, this is a very famous one, and started in 1976, that Kermit would host and all his buddies would be on there. There's a lot of great clips you can find. And hopefully the show will be able to be streamed soon. But some very funny stuff. I mean, this is when they would start having like the celebrity guests as well. I mean, I mean these are big names big during this time. Deal, big deal for that. Uh, yeah, Vincent Price, Steve Martin, Elton John. These are huge names, especially during the seventies. And they were getting these people as as guest hosts easily, easily. Uh, and this show was going to earn three Emmy awards. I mean, it was beloved. I think it lasts about three seasons running there. Something like that. And this led to uh, one of my uh, favorite movies as a kid, The Muppet Movie. In 1979, The Muppet Movie was a 
uh, not only was it a hit, but also just in special effects with with puppets was incredible because they did some pretty amazing technical stuff there. Like just the fact that you could see uh, Kermit riding a bicycle, like that's in the in, that's an amazing feat that they did because that that was all done with machines and and that was still a puppet on a bicycle, right? Which is no, you can't you can't see anybody controlling them. No. No, especially for that time period, and I mean, I, I would imagine. I think we'll, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit, but they tried. They didn't want to break the bank on a budget. They didn't know how a movie like that would would eventually go. So, um, right. so the fact that they, yeah, they just kind of they, they figured it out. They didn't do it wasn't CGI or anything. It's uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, there's even I mean, in this same movie, of course, the the Muppets are driving a car, and they had to figure out a way to rig around a car to do that. I mean, it's a Studebaker, you know, uh, that's actually a museum. That's in a museum now. The Studebaker, it's how important it is. It's, I think it's in the Studebaker Museum. I believe it's where it's at. Hmm. Uh, there's a very good uh, documentary show on Disney Plus. Uh, it's called uh, Prop Culture. And it's just where like each episode's about a movie and this guy goes around finding props from that movie and they talk about the history of that movie. And the Muppet movie is one of those. Okay. Uh, highly recommend it. It's very fascinating. Uh, I literally, I'm not afraid to admit this. I teared up a little bit when they found the banjo that Kermit played. Uh, that's because I'm a man and I'm not afraid to admit those things. Uh, <laughs> this is also around the time when the Muppet Babies came about and that became, that became one of the biggest cartoons for kids on Saturday mornings. It actually went on to win four Emmys itself. So he's winning awards left and right, Matt. Like it's like, it's he's like that. Like he's like that out. one DJ that everybody likes to make fun of. He's like another one. There's like a meme about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's an entire yeah. meme about it. he's like uh uh like yeah it must be nice no i mean that show went on for a long time too that was one of the highlights of the 80s uh i think it yeah. went like what seven eight years i think which is a very lengthy yeah, run for a kid's show and you can't find it currently because of the licensing stuff that's going on with it because uh, if you remember i i remember this they would lampoon a lot of stuff like i know they did a lot of start which wouldn't be an issue now because the same company owns both of them but they did like a star wars thing and just different movies and stuff that were really popular in the 80s they would kind of lampoon a little bit for it right which is pretty wild for a show that's technically called muppet babies it has the word babies in it yeah but, <laughs> but who knows uh but the 80s comes around and this is where henson gets even more creative this guy's just uh putting out stuff just thinking of stuff and putting out so much creativity because this is when shows such as the jim henson hour uh, Jim Henson Storyteller, and of course, Fraggle Rock, which I most certainly remember, come around. Uh, Fraggle Rock was a weird, weird show, but for whatever reason, I watched it all the time, man. I love Fraggle Rock. Uh, did, what a weird show. Did you ever watch Fraggle Rock? I did a little bit. I, I don't remember getting into it as a lot of other people did, but uh, I know our, our good friend Andrew over at Let's Talk But No Politics Okay loves, loves, loves Fraggle Rock. Um, and like, growing up, you know, going through school, a lot of the teachers would talk about that show too, because I, I had some younger teachers and they, they referenced that. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, I didn't realize that was Henson, you know, it took me a while till I realized it was a Henson, uh, Jim Henson production. So, um, yeah. the, the connection there, I mean, it makes sense obviously, but pretty cool. And that would lead on to, uh, I mean, the eighties, he was quite creative. Not only did he do those, but two movies he made came out, uh, one of them, the dark crystal which is, well, both these movies are just weird. The Dark Crystal in 82 and in 86, Labyrinth. 
These are two very odd, strange movies. Uh, I remember I, Labyrinth. I remember Labyrinth. Yes, it is very strange. Yeah. But both of them are very weird. Dark Crystal did not even do well uh, because you know people are like, "What is this?" <laughs> it's a very. I highly recommend if you are not aware of what it is, just to look at uh, just like shots of this thing because some of these puppets look kind of creepy to me. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, so let's go on to, uh, we're still in the 80s, getting on close to 1990. Um, the, this is, of course, uh, we're getting really close to, sadly, the passing of Jim Henson. But the last thing that Henson worked on was during this time. And Matt, you already mentioned it. You've uh, seen this every time. The last thing that Henson actually has fingerprints on was Muppet Vision 3D. For the Disney theme parks. That's the last thing he really got to do. That's awesome. And, and then on May 16th, 1990, he passes away suddenly from pneumonia, of all things. Mm. He gets pneumonia and does not make it. Uh, and it's and it came out of nowhere. Everybody was very shocked about this. Uh, you can actually go and find his funeral on YouTube. Uh, I actually kind of recommend it because it was way more a, a celebration of his life. Uh, then like anything a else, right? Right. Yeah. Instead of a funeral, it's way more celebration of of him. I mean, to the point where like Big Bird comes in there and sings. It's it's also pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's then, who knows how long he would have kept going with all this too. Oh, it was obvious that he was a creative person. I think he would have just kept getting be dr- self driven. Yeah, he was only fifty three when he passed away. I mean, I know people. Yeah, he was young. You heard of people going to their seventies and possibly eighties. Someone like this. Uh, who who knows what kind of what, what the Muppets would brand would even look like now, uh, yeah. you know, with that. But that's that's incredible. That's yeah. And what I mean, what a legacy he left behind. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, a lot of people were wondering, well, you know, selflessly were you know, wondering well, what would happen to the ones that the puppets or the Muppets that he was involved with, like Kermit was a great example. I mean, that was Henson. A lot of times people said that Henson that. Uh, uh, Kermit was actually a part of Henson and he sort of was like he was kind of a part of uh, you know, Henson was a complicated man uh, that Frank Oz said this it was complicated but Kermit was definitely a, a, an aspect of him of of Henson and uh, of course the, the Muppets keep going though they keep going they're able to keep going they keep making movies and then in 2004 the next big thing happens to the Muppets uh, that's basically it happened to everything now. Disney buys them. <laughs> I, money, money, you know, money. Disney's money. like, hey, yep. Disney just says, all right, well, we'll buy you because that's what they do. They buy everything. And they bought the Muppets in 2004. So now they own the Muppets. Uh, they've tried to bring them back multiple times. They recently had a, uh, a TV show, a network show. I liked it, but I think it only lasted one season. Yeah, I think I so, too. Uh, yeah. It's basically the Muppets mixed with the office kind of vibe to it it was fantastic sort of. I, I thought it was very very well done it's really a shame that it didn't last longer because i remember there's a lot of excitement that came of it but just people were just not tuning out into it yeah. i did not understand why i thought it was glorious i i really did it was well thought I out i agree i liked it a lot uh, but i think you can find it on on disney plus uh there's a lot of muppet stuff on disney plus now they're adding a lot more i believe uh, you're just, just going to keep adding stuff to it. I mean, why wouldn't you? You own it. You might as well use it for crying out loud. Yeah. 
but that's the Muppets in a nutshell. That's uh, just a little bit of history of them and Jim Henson, the man behind the Muppet. Uh, but man, I think it's time for us to get into some beautiful Matt's Muppet stats. With this camera, I shoot pictures of people who don't drink Wilkins coffee. I'm ready. Shoot. Anybody else? All right, my friend. Yes, it is time for Matt's stats. Talking about the Muppets today. There is a, a, I was surprised. I was really struggling at first to find uh, something worth, you know, everybody's time for, for a statistical standpoint, especially considering uh, last episode's debacle where the, where the website just kind of crashed on me. But <laughs> yeah. Still, I'm still losing sleep over that. I really am. But, uh, Johnny, let me ask you this, my friend. Let me let me okay. kick it off with this. Uh, how many Muppets are there? How many how many Muppet characters? Oh are there? man! Oh man! I I know we're mainly familiar with the main ones, but I know there's so many more. I'm gonna. I'm just. This is a total guess. I'm gonna go with. Uh, 75 you could be right you could be wrong nobody actually knows oh man <laughs> <Nobody> actually knows. <laughs> it was a setup i gotcha uh nobody actually knows <laughs> there, there's literally there's actually hundreds upon hundreds of, of muppet characters um with with names and like just just general designed ones um it some people even estimate there's closer to a thousand uh like and that's just, pu- I mean, that's just puppets made. These, some of these aren't even characters with personality. Um, that's how diverse and, and, and well done the Muppet, the Muppet universe is. The, the Muppet, uh, Muppet lore, I guess, is that there are that many characters to it. And every one of them has a unique personality. Everybody relates to one of those. And I think that's what makes the Muppets work so great. Uh, I'm taking a look at some, uh, let's see, let's look at the television and all that stuff first. So, all right. Uh, they've had multiple TV series. They've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shows on television. Okay. Uh, the, at least Muppet involvement. Of course, you mentioned, uh, most, if not all of them, Sam and friends between 1955 and 61, uh, the Muppet show from 76 to 81. That's a classic one. I love watching highlights of that. Uh, they had Mark Hamill and some of the Star Wars cast on that show, yep. which is uh, really significant. Muppet Babies ran from 84 to 91. Muppets Tonight, that's the one that I grew up watching, 96, 98. You know, said uh, that that one year show, uh, the, just the Muppets, 2015 to 2016, as we already mentioned. There's a newer Muppet Babies. I wasn't familiar with that. 2018 to present, and then Muppets Now, uh, 2020 to current. All right. Uh, let's take a look at let's take a look at their films. It's been a lot of films. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight released films. All right, eight Muppet-based films. Some of the websites they do include Labyrinth and and some of those other ones, Dark Crystal. But uh, we're not going to talk about that here. The very first movie was released in oh, Goodbye Scammer. Sorry, getting getting blowed up. Uh, 1979, the Muppet movie, which you've already mentioned, it hauled in a domestic box gross of domestic gross box office, wherever the heck uh, you want to call it. Sixty five point two million dollars when adjusted for modern money in 2014. Two hundred and three point seven million dollars earned. It is the highest with inflation and and with 
including inflation, it is the highest grossing one of all time. So the first one um, definitely hauled in the big bucks. Man, that's that's pretty wild if you think about it. This movie just with puppets make that much money. It's insane. Uh, the budget was only $8 million, too. So they made out. Well, there you go. They made out very well. Wow. Uh, the next one, The Great Muppet Caper, 1981. Domestic gross of $31.2 million with adjusted uh, inf- with inflation accounted for $88 million. So uh, still a success. Do they have oh, – let's see. Let me check if they have – they do not have a production budget for that. But uh, regardless – that is that. All right, 1984, one of the big big ones that I very, very fondly remembered, Muppets Take Manhattan, $25.5 million domestically um, and $59.6 million when adjusted for inflation. Nationally or worldwide, oh, it's all actually all the same. Um, it's actually all the same because they don't get – they actually – this is one of the very few, few movies that don't get worldwide releases. I did not realize that. Um like England, maybe some other places, but they're not like, it's not like the Avengers. Like I did some like the, for a lot of these domestic box office and worldwide box office is like the same number. So, right. um, yeah. so this is the Muppets aren't doing well in China people or Russia or any of these yeah. other places. Uh, I'm sure they have their own, their own versions of those, but all right, next one after 84, we have, uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol, another very fondly remembered one, twenty-seven point three yeah, million to earn domestically uh, with inflation, fifty-one point six uh, million for that one. After that, Muppet Treasure Island, another very fondly remembered one. Uh, they're all I should just stop saying fondly and remembered because they're all very well remembered. Uh, Thirty-four point three million dollars earned in the United States, sixty point nine million uh, with inflation. 1999 Muppets from Space, 16.6 million domestically, 25.7 million uh, with inflation. 2011, the Muppets. All right, that's the them coming back. This is oh, is it Jason Sudeikis? No, it's the oh. guy from How I Met Your Mother. What's his name? Um, oh, good gosh, he was in a lot of stuff there. Like he was in some uh comedies that were really well known to oh gosh i'm blanking oh I jason seagal it. it's seagal it's yeah, definitely not yes, Sudeikis. Yes, what an idiot seagal yes. um he he actually wrote for it he, he wrote for it he yeah. was a big he was a big part of it that you know those movies he loved of- the muppets growing up like he was a big fan of the muppets he did uh so like he was he was very honored to do it it's a really great movie uh, even the soundtrack's great i even it's, have the soundtrack it's it's humble brag. It's, it's very heartwarming um 88.6 million dollars earned domestically not as much in the inflation department just another like thirteen thousand in tax onto it um and then the last muppet movie released muppets most wanted 2014 51.2 million uh domestically and worldwide with much bigger budgets too we do got to acknowledge that um 55 million for muppets most wanted and then the the just the muppets from 2011 45 mil so um, actually, Muppets was Muppets from Space a loss? I think it, it, it might have been. I, yeah, I definitely remember being as beloved as the other ones. They put twenty four mil into that, and I, yeah, the return was not that much. So Muppets from Space was a was a was a bit of a loss. With inflation, they made a million dollars, but um, yeah, so it, that was one of the. I think that was the only losing, really losing one for them. Uh, Johnny did mention that they do have. 
Well, here, let's go. Hold on. I got a couple more things to go before I jump to that. Uh, direct-to-video releases. They did have several uh, direct-to-video. Remember when that was a thing? Uh, they had five direct-to-video releases. Muppet Singalongs, Billy Bunny's Animal Songs came out May 21st, 1993. Hey, that's when I turned two years old. Muppet Singalongs, It's Not Easy Being Green from 1994. Muppet Classic Feeder from September 27th, 1994. Muppet Singalongs, Things That Fly from 96. Then the last one that they did, Kermit's Swamp Years from September 3rd, 2002. Uh, let's see. We talked about their various TV couple television films it's a very merry muppet christmas movie november 29th 2002 and the muppets wizard of oz from may 20th 2005 they also have had several television specials all right the muppets get like they go all out like it's insane the muppets on puppets from january 25th excuse me january 5th 1970 hey cinderella from april 10th 1970 the great santa claus switch the frog prince i'm not going to read the dates off there's so many the muppet musicians of bremen the Muppets Valentine Show, uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, The Muppets Go Hollywood, John Denver and the Muppets uh, a Christmas Together of Muppets and Men. So what they do, the Muppets did very well at parodying stuff, very popular stuff. If you're not, if you can't, if you're not catching that, uh, of Muppets and Men sounds very intriguing because uh, I love the book Mice and Men. So uh, the Fantastic Miss Piggy Show, Rocky Mountain Holiday with John Denver and the Muppets, The Tale of Bunny Picnic. The Christmas Toy, uh, Muppets, uh, The Muppets of Celebration 30 Years, Muppet Family Christmas, Song of the Cloud Forest, Muppets at Walt Disney World. Uh, and it just goes on. It, the thing that has done so well for the Muppets, too, is their versatility. You brought up earlier, Johnny, about the various celebrities that have popped up. All right. Muppets are celebrities. They're, yes. they, they've made appearances on many probably over 30 big time brands, right? The Mike Douglas show today. Good morning, America. Ed Sullivan, Saturday night live, 60 minutes, the tonight show, Jimmy Kimmel live extreme makeover home edition, dancing with the stars, the daily show, America's funniest home videos, Larry King live late night with Jimmy Fallon, the Colbert report, 30 rock WWE raw, as well as their tribute to the troops shows, the voice master chef, junior, the Ellen generous show X factor comic relief. So random. Good luck with Charlie. Our good luck, Charlie. Take two with Phineas and Ferb. Um, the View, America's Got Talent. So carpool karaoke, like they're so mainstream. They've also did uh, they did a Monday Night Football game this past year, Muppet Night Football. It was uh, it was really really well done. I was very excited to uh, to see that. So they've done a lot in the world of television and all that. And we're not even done yet. All right, we still got a little bit more stuff to talk about. We have uh, Muppet video games. There have been. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Muppet video games. Of course, one of one or two of them have just Muppet. The Muppets are in them. But um, Johnny, have you done any Muppet video games for uh, for Retro Bliss? No, we have not. But I would love to. Obviously, there's there's a plethora. A lot of handheld ones. A lot of handheld ones. Um, that was where they really did big business. But um, so that was them. They were in the video games. Also, Johnny mentioned their music, their discography. You know, back in the day, everybody like the, the Brady Bunch had like their own music albums. The Muppets had their own music albums as well. Uh, the Muppets discography, they have 15 studio albums, four compilation albums, five music videos, one EP, 
uh, eight singles and two just in like, cameo appearances. Uh, their first album, The Muppet Show, released on June 25th, 1977, reached uh, 53 on the U.S. charts, number one in the U.K. I think that's their highest. Uh, I think that's their highest ranked one. The only one that I've ever seen number one in any of the uh, really anywhere. Um, oh, The Muppets Green Album released in uh, August 23rd, 2011. That reached number one uh, for U.S. rock. So, and did $30,000 in sales, maybe. Oh, 30,000 album sales, excuse me. So there is a lot of Muppet music. Uh, they've also, they again, they, they do a lot of parody. They've done that. Another early memory that I forgot to talk about, I was watching uh, like a Winnie the Pooh Valentine's Day uh, Valentine's movie, and, and the Muppets did a version of uh, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. And it's just really... It's I love really, that version. <laughs> it's a really beautifully done version. That yeah. I, it just, I watch it, and I just get, like, I think of vacation. It's them on, like, islands. Bermuda, Bahama, Bahama Mama. <laughs> it's so good. So, um, you know, some I should probably acknowledge some of their singles, too, before we, this is the last bit of it. Uh, but their singles are big deal. Halfway Down the Stairs, 1977. That reached seven in the UK charts. Rainbow Connection, another big one from the Muppet movie. Uh, they did their own Bohemian Rhapsody, Popcorn, I Believe, Muppet, you know, Muppet theme show song, uh, Ain't Easy Being Green, and then that Menomina song. Menomina. Menomina. But that is uh, that is it for the Matt Stats portion of this show. I know there was a lot for you, uh, which I'm actually very much okay with. Uh, let's head on over to Johnny's. Did you know? Kermit is the only amphibian to testify before Congress. <laughs> Think about that. There's never been a, an amphibian before or after Kermit. It's, he's the only one. The original Kermit was actually made out of Jim Henson's mom's old coat. She had an old coat, and he's like, I'm going to make a Muppet out of this or a puppet out of this, and his eyes were ping pong balls. <laughs> Uh, I remember watching, uh, the, uh, I believe it was his wife who was talking about when he would make these uh, these Muppets. It was very important to him, and you can notice it, that they're able to really convey different facial expressions and stuff. And, uh, you know, Kermit definitely does that. So it's pretty interesting to see these older versions of these characters. You sort of mentioned it, but we'll go even more into detail with this. Not only do the Muppets appear on... Saturday Night Live. Technically, they were cast members of the first season for a little bit. Uh, when, it, when Saturday Night Live was trying to get started, like, hey, let's have the Muppets on here. And like yeah, they'd have uh, sketches with the Muppets in them. They would just be there. Didn't they have a controversial character? Like that it got like canceled after a little while? Oh, canceled. Um, 
They had one that was just very, very dark. <laughs> I, I do remember reading about that. I do remember uh, and one of the things I saw that the reason that they didn't stick around was uh, they felt like their sense of humor with the Saturday Night Live just didn't mesh well. Yeah. Uh, so you might be onto something there. I don't know exactly the exact details, but that's what I heard. Uh, Matt, do you know where the name Muppet itself comes from? Um... I actually I do not I do not. Well, the first part is easy. Uh, part puppet is is in the name. Yeah. Uh, and mar- marionette. Uh, so marionette and puppet put those together, you get Muppet. That's Interesting. Where it, comes from. it was one of those. Uh, doing the research for this episode, it was one of those. Uh, you know when you say a word and over and over again, and it it, be, it sounds like weird, like it doesn't make sense yeah. in a way. I kept I kept doing that while while we, I'm like Muppet Muppet Muppets Muppets <laughs> why <laughs> the whole night last night doing research for this episode Muppets Muppets it's a fun word it's a very fun it word it's a fun word Muppet 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 yeah yeah the pilot of the Muppet Show had a had a title it was called uh, Sex and Violence. <laughs> yeah, uh, so think about that. That's a very different type of Muppet Show. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure there's episodes on Pornhub we could find. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that I would look that up or be on that site. <laughs> uh, Miss Piggy actually had a very rough childhood. Frank Oz has alluded to this. Her background is uh, when she was really young, her dad dies, and her mom becomes super abusive toward her. So to kind of escape abuse, she turns to beauty pageants and stuff. So that's why she's really into that stuff because her mom would not give her any value interesting that's heartbreaking (laughs) a little bit yeah just a little heartbreaking never knew that all right so also on the muppet show you know we mentioned before they had some really big guest stars these guest stars could request uh a muppet their favorite muppet to appear in a scene with them they get to do one scene with their favorite muppet do you know uh who the the top two requested were matt it's not Kermit. That would be my. It's not Kermit. It is not Kermit. If you're saying it's not Kermit, maybe Miss Miss Piggy. Bingo. She's number one. Who's number who's one? Number two. Gonzo. No, uh, the guy who plays the drums, my friend. It's Animal. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, which you know, I'm going back and like, Animal gets a lot of love now, man. People love Animal. That's it. That's it. What I was ta- we were talking about with everybody's kind of, you know, they, they kind of come and go as far as popularity goes. But yeah, animals been very, yeah. very popular. All right. And you kind of mentioned this a little bit. You touched on it, but I really wanted to dive into how important these songs are. Kermit's version of Rainbow Connection was on the Billboard Top 40 for seven weeks. Whew. That thing was there. That's impressive. <laughs> that's very impressive. That's something that I'm. For, an, for a song that a puppet sang, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it, it. The only thing I can think of that's happened recently like that is when the "Everything Is Awesome" song from the Lego Movie came out. Yes, uh, yeah. and that was yep. like very popular. I would, like people were listening to that on the radio all the time. So, um, that's a very that's incredibly impressive. They were, I mean, they were like the they just had their foot in, their hand and foot and everything. Oh yeah, it sounds like. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So that is the did you know of the Muppets. Now it's time for us to get into where the Muppets stand in pop culture today.
Ah, are you ready, comedy partner? Waka waka. Okay. Um, Matt, they're still around. Uh, they're. I think they're always going to be here, even if it's just in the background. And then they're just going to show up. Uh, they're one of the show. They're one of the. Uh, uh, well, it's not really shows, but one of the properties that keep coming back again and again and again. And they can keep doing that. They can keep kind of reinventing themselves, but keeping the core of what they are. Uh, you know. You know, that's that is those franchises that can do that are the ones that get to stick around, you know, and, and they're one of those for sure. I mean, they really remind me of like, as many TV shows as they had, you listen to them off, they kind of remind me of like Scooby Doo or something. Yeah, you know, Scooby Doo keeps getting brought back up again and again. I'm sure we'll cover that show at some point. Oh, absolutely, show. absolutely. Uh, but you know, that's just another example like a show that had staying power and can uh, really, uh, you know, just uh, just really catch on to new generations of people as as you know as the as time goes on and this is one of those shows that can definitely do that i mean it definitely starts with the characters who doesn't love kermit who doesn't love you know Fozzie and miss piggy and and animal and, and, and gonzo these are just universally loved characters and it's you know and it goes a long way they're, i mean they're they're heartwarming and they're also funny they're very goofy and funny and their humor doesn't really hurt anyone except for maybe themselves <laughs> Uh, which is something I can relate to because when I was younger, yeah, you know, when I was younger, I was really much into like shock comedy. I was like, man, I'm gonna make fun of these people and to get laughs. And then as I got older, I was like, I don't, I don't like doing that. Like, I started to feel bad about it. I was like, I'm just gonna make fun of myself because it's just more fun and funny for me anyway. And I kind of got that from the Muppets, if I'm being honest. It's a bit uh, of slapstick in a way, it comes off as a yeah. bit of a slapstick um, for sure. For, especially yeah. somebody like Gonzo is definitely slapstick. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Matt, I think they're going to be around for quite a long time. Yeah, you know who they remind? Another reminder thing of, of something modern. All right, remember when? Well, of course you remember. It's very recently. Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. They had their trilogy, and now they're just showing up when they want, when they want, yeah. and they and they're popular. They 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 still get a huge pop, so to speak, when they yeah. when they show up. That's what the Muppets are. Um, to this day, the fact that they did a Monday night football game, you know, th- this past week uh, or this past season was, uh, you know, it was really cool. It goes to show you that this, I mean, just a whole new generation of people and, and everybody knows, like everybody knows. You mentioned Kermit the Frog. He is so mainstream. Miss Piggy, so mainstream and several of the other ones. Very, very mainstream. We have four or five people that operate out of our little podcast precinct or, or podcast studio up here in Western New York that are infatuated with with the Muppets like they live for it love it um I'll give a shout out to our some of our fellow network members Chris Gallo of Rediscovering the Indies he is a huge huge Muppet fan uh my good friend Will uh Smith not not the rapper but uh one of our co-hosts on, on the panel discussion him and he like with his daughters like he he's very in art he, he, you know and him and his daughters, like they they draw, they, they they just draw like Muppets and make like Muppet puppet figure, like paper puppet things. And but that's a way for him to, you know, kind of connect with his children and show them that uh, you know, what it is all, you know, what the Muppets were all about. So uh it's gonna get continued to pe- be passed down by generation to generation. Uh, you know, the the Muppet attraction in Disney World, it's 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 one of the older, I think it's one of the older attractions, one of the older areas, and it's still going strong. To my understanding, um, yeah, I think they even they even recently added as in like the last two years, like a, a, a actual Muppet show actually is there now too, like another I, Muppet show where I, 
Yeah. Uh, Try and spice it up a little bit. Try and spice it up a little bit, but it's still a main feature there. And that's, that is the strength of, um, that is the strength of the Muppets as far as what, uh, you know, what, what they are capable of, what they can do. Yeah, that that's for sure. So that's been our take on the Muppets. Of course, uh, there's plenty of uh, documentaries and stuff that I really recommend you go checking out. Uh, so, uh, you know, Jim Henson's a legend and the Muppets and Kermit and company are legends. I'm very happy to talk about them, but Matt, I'm, I, I am anxious and itching to find out what exactly is going to be the next topic of retro pop. Ah, uh, this has been, I, I have so many challenging decisions. Um, <laughs> as far as what I'm going to choose, I have one idea that I really want to do, but I don't know if it's going to come off as too selfish. Um, <laughs> I have another idea that'd be pretty neat to do something we, you know, uh, I think would work very well. You know what? I'm going to swing for the fences. I like outside of the box. What person in the eighties and nineties didn't wake up and turn on this, this channel to figure out what, what the weather was going to be like. Uh, for for the day and how to prepare for school we are going to do the weather channel for our next episode of metro pop i spent last night <laughs> i spent last night watching old like weather on the eights for some reason and i was like you know what let's just let's do it it's unique it's pop culture kind of because everybody's watched the weather channel in their life let's I do guarantee it. nobody i guarantee no other shows covered it <laughs> <laughs> but out on a limb and saying that no other shows covered the weather channel That's what we're gonna... i predict i predict there's gonna be an 80 percent chance that this is gonna be a great episode <laughs> there's a 20 percent chance that somebody might not come back so <laughs> i'm strangely excited to do research for this okay kind of a new subject for me <laughs> it's uh, that's what i thought because i'm like oh what what's different that we haven't done yet and i'm like that's definitely different it's something so <laughs> yeah. well, we're gonna roll with the weather channel hey when we made this show i said i wanted the, the topics to be so wide variety like there's a lot of variety in this uh we want to be able to touch all aspects of pop culture and by golly we're going to show that next week <laughs> with the weather channel i am i am oddly excited to do this uh, in a couple of weeks very excited for this matt uh, for Matt Johnson, <laughs> I'm Johnny Townsend. Uh, hey, man, just stay tuned uh, for some more Retro Pop. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris. You hear any new podcasts lately? Uh, yeah, I have. Like what? Retroblist. You had that ready to go. Like, almost like you knew I was going to ask you this. I sort of kind of did. It was like an ESP feeling. What's Retroblist? Retroblist is a retro video game podcast presented by Johnny and Trevor, where they talk about everything from retro gaming, retro consoles, they each week review a different video game that they have played. Uh, majority of the time, it is retro, like on the actual console itself, from Sega Dreamcast to Super Nintendos to. Um, I think they recently started playing on a Nintendo Switch. Where can I find this podcast? 
Uh, you can find it at BICBP-radio.com. Sweet. 